This episode from the life of Sherlock Holmes will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Petrie Wines brings you Deepa and Barry in the New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. The Petrie family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invites you to listen to Dr. Watson tell us another exciting adventure he shared with his old friend, that master detective Sherlock Holmes. And you know something? I had an adventure tonight I wish you could have shared with me. I had a steak, about, oh, an inch and a half thick, tender and juicy, and with it a glass of Petrie California Burgundy. Now there is a combination. Steak and Petrie Burgundy. That Petrie Burgundy is perfect mealtime wine. It's a rich red wine with hearty and full of flavor. Flavor that comes from the heart of the grape. <laughs> and don't think that Petrie Burgundy is only good with steak. It'll make a hamburger sandwich taste like a feast, too. Try Petrie Burgundy with any meat or meat dish. It's just wonderful. And to serve it proudly, too. Because after all, the name Petrie is the proudest name in the history of American wines. And now, I know Dr. Watson's waiting for us. So let's go ahead and join him. Come in! Come in! Good evening, Dr. Watson. Good evening, Sing Bottle. Oh, quite muffled up tonight, I see. Overcoat, scarves, gloves. Slip them off and come over by the fire. Thanks, Doctor. Quite a nip in the air tonight. Yes, there is. A nip in me, too. Well, Doctor, you told us last week that tonight's story centered around the activities of a brilliant and beautiful woman. Yes, there is indeed. Wait, time. Yes, my boy. Her name was Irene Adler. <laughs> but I never knew Holmes of her to anything other than the woman. She sounds mighty intriguing. How did you happen to meet up with her? Well... I'll tell you the story from the beginning. One night, it was the 12th of March, 1888 to be exact. I was returning home from a visit to a patient when a step led me to through Baker Street. Since my marriage, I hadn't seen much of Sherlock Holmes and... You couldn't resist and... stopping by 221B, I'm sure, Doctor. Of course I couldn't. As I stood outside the well-remembered door, I looked up to the lighted windows and saw a tall, spare figure of my old friend pass twice in dark silhouette against the blinds. He was pacing the room swiftly, eagerly, with his head sunk in his chest and his hands clasped behind him. To me, who knew every mood and habit, his attitudes and matters told his story. He was hot on the scent of a new problem. I rang the bell and a few minutes later, I found myself standing before him. Hmm. Marriage suits you, Watson. You look in splendid shape. Yes, Holmes. I'm feeling very well, thanks. And in practice again, I see. You didn't tell me that you'd gone back into harness. Oh! How did you know? Elementary, my dear chap. If a gentleman into my room with black mark of nitrate of silver in his right forefinger and a bald on his left side of the hat to show where he has secreted his stethoscope, I should be dull indeed if I didn't pronounce him to be an active member of the medical profession. 
<laughs> Same as ever, Holmes. By the way, um, uh, I'm not interrupting you, am I? Yes, you are, old fellow. But it's most welcome interruption. You're working on a new case? Looks like it. This uh, letter arrived by the last post today. It's undated and has neither signature nor address. Read it. <laughs> All right, I'll take a look. <laughs> there will call upon you tonight at a quarter to eight o'clock. A gentleman who has desired to consult you upon a matter of the very deepest moment. Your recent services to one of the royal houses of Europe have shown that you are one who may be safely be trusted. This account of you have, having have from all of the quarters received <laughs> be in your chambers then? At that hour? Don't take a mist if your visitor wears a mask? Great Scott! This all sounds very kinky. What do you imagine it means? Look carefully at the note, Watson. What do you deduce from it? Oh, let's see. Well, the man who wrote it is presumably well-to-do. Such paper could have been bought for under half a crown a packet, and it's particularly strong and stiff. Peculiar. That's the very word. It's not an English paper at all. Hold it up to the light. Notice anything? Yes, there's a large E and a small G. Mm-hmm. And... A large G with a small T woven to the texture of the paper. W. The name of the maker, no doubt. Perhaps his monogram. Not at all, my dear fellow. The G with the small T stands for Gesellschaft, which is German for company. And the EG? That stands for Egria. Egria? It's in a German-speaking country in Bohemia, not far from Karlsbad. So the paper was made in Bohemia? Undoubtedly. And the man who wrote the note is German. How do you know that? Now, observe the curious construction of the sentence. This account of you we have from all quarters received. A Frenchman or a Russian could not have written that. It's the German who is so discourteous to his verbs. Oh, there's your client. I better go, Holmes. No, no, no. Well, unless you have to. Well, I could stay. I thought perhaps that. And then, my dear chap, stay. By all means. I'm lost without my Boswell, and this promises to be interesting. I told Mrs. Hudson to let the master visitor come upstairs unannounced. Come in. Good evening, sir. You uh, received my note? <laughs> yes, indeed. Come <laughs> over to you and, and sit down. <laughs> this is my friend and colleague, Dr. Watson. You may say anything before him that you can say to me. Whom have I the honor to address? You may address me as uh, Count Von Kram. How do you do, sir? 
You must excuse this mask that I wear. The august person who employs me wishes his agent to be unknown to you, and I must confess at once that the title by which I have just called myself is not exactly my own. I was well aware of that fact, sir. You see, Mr. Holmes, the matter I am about to discuss implicates the great house of Ormstein, hereditary kings of Bohemia. That had not escaped me either, sir. In fact, if you will state your case, I shall be better able to advise you, your majesty. How, how did you? Yes, yes, I am the king. Why should I attempt to conceal it? Why indeed? I shall remove mask. There, Mr. Holmes. I have traveled incognito from Prague for the express purpose of consulting you. <laughs> then, pray consult. <laughs> Briefly, the facts are these. Some five years ago, during a visit to Warsaw, I made acquaintance of the well-known adventurers Irene Adler. Irene Adler? We know her for your majesty. Look her up in the index for me, will you, Watson? It's right beside you on the desk there. I imagine that her name would not be unfamiliar to you. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Hey, Abrams. Acton Creed. Matchup motives. Adler. Ah, yes, Adler. Splendid. Splendid. Hand me the file, old chap. Ah, thank you. Irene <clears throat> Adler, born in New Jersey, in the United States of America in 1858. Contralto, mm -hmm. uh, prima donna, Imperial Opera of Warsaw. Oh, retired from operatic stage, living in London. Quite so. And here's a recent notation. Aha. Your Majesty, I understand became entangled with this young person, wrote her some compromising letters, and is now desirous of getting those letters back. Wow, precisely so, but how could... What? Was there a secret marriage? None, none. No legal papers or certificates? Uh, no. Then I failed to follow you, Your Majesty. If this, if this young lady should produce her for blackmailing purposes, how is she to prove her authenticity? There's the handwriting. That could be a forgery, Your Majesty. But it was private, no paper. Stolen. My own seal. Imitated. My photograph. Bought. But we're both in photograph. Oh, dear me, that's that's very bad. Your Majesty has indeed committed an indiscretion. Did you inscribe the photograph, Your Majesty? Yes, Doctor Watson. I'm afraid I did. Oh, good gracious me, Mister Holmes! It must be recovered. Perhaps if you were to pay enough, the photograph might be bought. She refuses to sell to me. Stolen, then. 
five attempts have been made. Twice burglars in my pay ransacked her house. Once we diverted her luggage when she traveled. Twice she has been waylaid. There has been no result. Oh dear. It's quite a pretty little problem. It's deadly serious one to me. Your Majesty, what does Miss Adler intend to do with the photograph? To ruin me. How, sir? Well, I'm about to be married to the second daughter of the King of Scandinavia. She is a very soul of delicacy. A shadow of doubt as to my conduct would bring the matter to an end. And Irene Adler threatens to send the photograph to your fiancé, I suppose. Yes, and she will do it. Rather than let me marry another woman, there are no links which she would not go none. Are you sure she hasn't already sent it, Your Majesty? I'm sure. <laughs> and why? <laughs> she said she was sent it on the day my patrol was publicly announced. This day was Monday. Splendid! Then we still have three days. Your Majesty will, of course, stay in London for the present? Yes, certainly. You will find me at the Langham Hotel, registered as Count von Kram. Just two questions before you leave. What are they? Is the photograph large or small? Quite large, and with very heavy frame. I see. And what is Irene Adler's London address, please? Briony Lodge, Serpentine Avenue, St. John's Wood. Thank you, Your Majesty. Good night, and I we shall, shall soon have some good news for you. I'm placing all my hopes in you, Mr. Holmes. Good night. Good night, Dr. Watson. Good night, Your Majesty. Fascinating problem. I wish I could help you with that. You can, my dear chap. I shall be glad of your company. Oh, what's our first move, Holmes? A good night's rest. We'll meet here at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. And then? Then, my dear fellow, we shall see what we can find about Miss Irene Adler, late of the Warsaw Imperial Opera Company, and at present residing at Briony Lodge, Serpentine Avenue, St. John's Wood. Key Watson? Well, Holmes, I guess examination of Barony Lodge didn't prove very illuminating. No, a bijou residence that represents the essence of dignified suburbia. But tells us very little about the owner. I think a visit to the local public house might prove more instructive. Come on, old chap. I see the door of the coach and horses inviting us from across the road. Well, our disguises shouldn't cause any suspicion. That's why I suggested them. In the character of a couple of stable hands, I felt that we might mm, inspire confidence. This is a horsey neighborhood, and there's a wonderful sympathy and Freemasonry among the fraternity. Here we are. Better let me do most of the talking. Yes, I will. I'm 
Show that your accent will be much more convincing than mine. Let's go in, shall we? Well, well, what will it be, mate? Half a bowl of milk, please. How about you, Charlie? Oh, I have the same! <laughs> Do I have a bowl of milk? Here we are, ladies. Yeah, that'll be a tenner. Have a drink with us, Governor. Don't mind if I do. I'll have a Guinness. The bloke's new around here? Oh, yeah, we just come off from Clapham. Clapham, eh? Well, here's looking at you. You hunting for jobs? Yeah, that's right. We were told that Miss Ada crying in a new coachman and groom. Well, that's the first I heard of it, but it might be true. Have you been over to ask? No, not yet. We thought we'd find something about the old girl first. Oh, she ain't an old girl, matey. She's the prettiest young thing you ever saw under a bonnet, and that's a fact. You know her, governor? Yeah, of course I know her. Used to drive a carriage, I did, before I, before I come to work here. Oh, what's she like? Well, as nice a little lady as you'll ever find, chum. Work you hard? No, no, no. She lives quite like, goes out singing at concerts once in a while. Rest of the time, it's money for gin. She goes out for a drive in the park every day at five, comes back to dinner at 6.30. Rest of the time is your own. Oh, she ain't married, you say? No, no, but she's got a bloke what comes to see her all the time. He's a barrister, nice gentleman. Mr. Jeffrey Norton is his name. Good-looking fella. Wouldn't be surprised to see him get spliced. Sounds like a nice, cushy job to me. Come on, Charlie. Let's get over to the house and see what's what. Much obliged to you, chum. Good luck, mateys. Good night. Ah, uh, and thanks for the Guinness. Oh, what's our next move, Holmes? Let's stroll back to Bryony Lodge, shall we? I'm undecided whether to continue my investigations there or try to find something out about Mr. Geoffrey Norton, the barrister. If he is just her lawyer and nothing else, it's more than likely that she's entrusted the photograph to his safekeeping. Hello, there's a cab waiting outside Miss Adler's house. <gasps> Hurry, Watson. It may be Mr. Norton's. Here we are at the gate. Yes, and here comes a man hurrying down the pathway. Quick! Behind this post! Listen! Where to now, Miss Norton? Drive like the devil. First to Gross and Hakey's in Regent Street, and then to the Church of St. Monica in the Edgware Road. Half a sovereign if you're doing in 20 minutes. Right you are, Mr. Norton. Hop in. Try and signal a cab, Watson. We must follow him. Here comes one now. Oh no, it isn't. It's a private carriage. Miss Adler's no doubt. 
Here she comes down the pathway. Back again. Be open. Where to, Miss Adler? The Church of St. Monica. John, and a half-sovereign if you reach it in twenty minutes. The game's afoot! Quick! We must grab a cab and follow them! Here comes a handsome! Cab! Hey, cabby! Have you blokes got enough money to take a cab? Here's half a sovereign for you, my man. Right you are. Where to, Governor? The Church of St. Monica on Edgware Road. And another half sovereign for you if you get us there in 20 minutes. And thus concludes part one of A Scandal in Bohemia. <laughs> From Sherlock Holmes, what the hell, Josh? <laughs> I just, I just wanted to make him sound uh, generically foreign. Foreign, and so I went with Tommy Wiseau. I could have sworn you were gonna go for like, oh, this is my disguise voice, and then break out a different accent, but you just plowed ahead with it. No, no it's just, it's just like it. if Tommy Wiseau was in the role, you know, it's a real Hollywood play. <laughs> <laughs>